outside the off stump. Oh, he's caught it! I don't believe it! Tom Kohler Cadmore has caught the most magnificent catch at short third man. It's the end of Daniel Sams, and Somerset have won the Vitality Blast 2023. They've bowled Essex out for 131. Hello there, you're listening to Always Look at the Bright Side of Life. This is the Somerset Cricket Podcast. My name's Ian Shepherd. Joining me this evening, I've got Dan Kingdom, who must be feeling very pleased with himself after the ECB implemented most, if not all, of his <laughs> fixture recommendations that he sent them up via email uh, during the summer. And the voice of cricket on BBC Radio Somerset, who is in warmer climes in Portugal, not, as I thought, in Abu Dhabi ready to commentate on his favourite competition, the Abu Dhabi T10, which kicks off tomorrow. Uh, gents, are we wintering well? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad at all. It's nice and sunny out here. Not hugely warm. It's about 18 or 19, but very pleasant. I'll cut my right leg off for 18 or 19 at the moment, Gibbo. It's bloody freezing here. And, uh, yeah, Dan, we've... Um, got some slightly more sensible fixtures this year shall we crack on with those seeing as they're sort of the most recent uh, uh recent thing in people's minds so uh, what did they come out last thursday um i suppose the headline news is we've got a lot more championship cricket starting on fridays which means a lot more meaningful yep. weekend cricket cricket on all bank holidays yeah i think we've got a championship game at home a championship game away game away at durham and then a uh, uh western storm uh, taking on Central Sparks in the uh, 50 over Rachel Hayhoe Flint on August Bank Holiday Monday. And the county championship will be decided on a weekend. The final game starts the Thursday, the 26th of uh, September, which means it will obviously roll over into uh, Saturday and Sunday if those games go the distance. So we could have a bumper crowd at Taunton to see us thrash Hampshire and lift the county championship for the first time ever. Yeah, I mean. I was pleasantly surprised when I was scrolling through the fixtures and uh, saw that pretty much all of them have got weekend days. I mean, yeah, a couple of them, a couple of them in September are entirely weekdays. But if you look at the schedule with the way the Blast Finals Day falls, One Day Cup Final, Blast Quarter Finals, it was pretty difficult for those to have been on weekends. I think so. I think twelve out of fourteen with weekend days is is a very good number. Um, six of those at home. Um, there is there are some odd parts of the schedule the blast is weirdly sort of compressed isn't it thursday friday saturday sunday which is very much against the players wishes there's already been talk about the you know welfare of the players and stuff late night drives home for matches the next day you know that sort of thing you so mean, late, late night drives also... home on a lovely air-conditioned coach with beautiful well, massage leather seats that they can sleep it on seems that, it seems that some players have to drive themselves i'm not sure what why but uh, maybe that's sort of specific, maybe there are specific situations where certain players have to do their own driving. That's obviously a bit of an issue. But the, the counties have obviously, for, for whatever reason, they've said this year that they want to maximise you know Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, particularly Thursday. So there's going to be a lot of times where teams play Thursday and Friday. I think that happens to us just the once. But clearly, the counties think there's a big difference in ticket sales between Wednesdays and Thursdays because I think logically. Wednesday, Friday, Sunday is the best rhythm of the blast, but they've gone with basically Thursday, Friday, Sunday this year, which which is an odd one. But um, yeah, I mean, some of those games fall nicely, don't they? And the blasts as well. They're mostly Fridays and Sundays. There's just the one away game on a Tuesday, one home game on a Thursday. Apart from that, they're all Fridays and Sundays, which is good. Yeah, the home uh, games in the one day cup as well are Fridays and Sundays. Three, three Fridays three in a row. Three Fridays and one Sunday. So that's the weird good. thing about that is that the weird thing about the one day cup is that we we missed the first round of games and the last round of games so our fixtures are as compressed as they could possibly be we play eight games in 17 days which is you know it's it could be worse but that's still as basically as grueling as it could be it's because because we missed the first and last round so it's surprisingly compressed and there's some you know long trips in there you know we played durham on a wednesday then you know home again on a friday uh, as a fan i don't mind but i just wonder if it might be bit much for the players um seems just seems odd scheduling i mean be a bit much for gibbo would you fancy that gibbo up to <laughs> up to chester street on a wednesday and then back home on a friday well it's never going to be perfect is it and or are and you going to schedule another uh, bath and west country show meeting for uh for oh, no, away no, again this no, year I've got, I've, 
As of now, I've got no reason to come back quickly from uh, Chester the Street. I like I like being in Chester the Street. It's just the drive there and back that's the uh, that's the problem. I like Durham. All my father's family came from from Durham, so it's sort of home from home for me. But I think I think it's a pretty good fixture list. It's it's uh, a lot better than, than last year. It makes a lot more sense. Uh, and uh, as Dan Dan was saying, I think you know the the blast fixtures fixtures. Where we got quite a few on the Sunday afternoon, which is nice, you know, sort of reliving the old Sunday league, uh, and and the Friday evenings at, at, at the Cooper Associates, you know, fantastic atmosphere. So, you know, I I, I think it's a, a big improvement. We've also got uh, well, judging by the the fixture list, the other competition has got to be starting a couple of weeks earlier. So it looks like we've got uh, we've got what? How many championship games potentially in the school holidays? Two, two, yeah, one, yeah, one up at Edgbaston against Warwickshire, and then Durham starting on Thursday, August the 29th. So even that is a good thing because we can get uh, you know get the kids up to a bit of championship cricket, which uh, according to the ECB they they won't like because it's too boring. I mean, well, they're be doing a... their best to, best to make it as boring as possible, aren't they? Are you With talking hybrid, about the... hybrid pitches, kookaburra balls? Yes, the kookaburra. That was one thing I forgot to put points. on my agenda, Gibbo. The kookaburra ball. Yeah. I mean, what was the? I mean, they did that trial this year. What were our games? Not uh, not Hampshire. Hampshire and not Hampshire. Yeah. Hampshire, wasn't it? The other one. Yeah. Okay, so we were I mean. I mean we did bowl knots out for what was it ninety and spit in their second innings, and then Hampshire yeah, seemed to bat all day with no trouble yeah. in the last day. So we've kind of learnt that the Cookerborough ball does less than the Duke's ball, and we now need another two championship games to find out what. The reason they've done it is um, spinners, isn't it? They, Mo Bobat pointed out that ten percent more overs bowled by spinners. I think it was ten percent. That's the main reason. I mean, it's yeah. It really surprised me that they've changed it, that they've increased the number because everyone hated it this year, you know. So they've got up to four now. So weird one. They're, they're going to play them early and later in the season as well, rather than the middle of the season. I don't know if that'll make. Is it? Isn't? I suppose the argument with the Duke's but the the spinners argument isn't that spinners like bowling with it. It's that seamers don't like bowling with it. Because mm. a lot of spinners will prefer the Duke's ball because you know you've got a prouder seam, you can get more of a grip on it and get more purchase. Kookaburra doesn't do I think, I think it all comes back to the Strauss Strauss report where he said that the only purpose of county cricket is to produce cricketers for for England, and you know forget about the county championship as a contest in its own right. It's just a feeder for uh, international English cricket. And I think this is this is all going back to that agenda. They're, they're trying to make the county championship as boring as possible. <laughs> and, uh, and that's part of what I think is another wider agenda, which we'll no doubt come on to, which is, you know, do they really want counties at all? Or do they want the whole of English cricket to be based on eight or ten city-based franchises? Well, I mean, I can't... Um, well, if it did go that way, counties would have to vote for it, and counties won't vote for it. So, well, money talks, money talks. Well, yeah, that is true. I mean, just go back to the point the about is the two, spinners. Two very much. Sorry, Dad, just quickly. Too rich is a pro county. <coughs> Sorry, Dad, can you say that again. I missed that. The two rich are very much pro the counties, aren't they, at the moment? Mm. So. Well, they, they, they are not exactly, they've talked they've talk the talk, they're not exactly walking the walk at the moment. No, from I think they're, 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 they're looking for consensus, aren't they? I think that's what they said. They, they've not said, you know, they, they've never said, oh, yeah, we're going to get rid of the 100 and put the counties front and centre. I think they're, they want to keep the counties involved, but they're looking for some sort of consensus across the counties. I don't think they're looking to dictate, but they're very much, you know, they're, I don't think we'll lose the counties under their watch, for sure. I mean, just go back to your point about the the spinners. I mean, you know, obviously, congratulations to James Roo and Sherbashir who got selected for that Lions camp in the UAE, which may still be going on or, or may have finished. Um, but it looked like they were casting a pretty wide net with with spinners. I think they took about seven <laughs> or eight, didn't they? Exactly. There, I think you know they're looking for the raw materials with certainly with with Bash. I mean, is 
he started off with a pretty decent season, didn't quite finish it off as well. And his record certainly wasn't screaming, you know, demanded to go on a Lions tour. But I think they just looked at him and thought, well, we like the raw materials. Let's take him out, see see what he's made of, and and see if there's something we could we could work with there. And I think that was true for him and you know a few other spinners as well. So they are casting a a wide net when it when it comes to that uh, comes to that sort of thing. Uh, where were we? Yeah, fixtures. So do we know which fixtures are? Cookaburra ball ones are gonna be because I can mark them on my my new scrapbook, which I'm very proud of. No, they've they've not said yet. I think all they've said is going to be a couple in the April and May block, and a couple in the post One Day Cup block. All oh, right, fair dues. What do we think the way that uh, the the um, fixtures are structured then? So obviously we knew that we were going to be away for the first two games to um, give the outfield um, as much chance as possible to. Uh, <laughs> be finished and not uh, find ourselves in the uh, in the Taunton on Sea beach in front of the Colin Atkinson Pavilion and the Marcus Truscothic Pavilions that we found ourselves in uh, in the Warwickshire game this year. But Kent away first game and then Surrey away second game. Good or bad to potentially catch Surrey when they're maybe a little bit cold. Let's hope they'll potentially have England players available for them, won't they? Won't they? Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that. well, yeah. Catch it's love. Just about a full house, weren't they? Well, apart from their, their presumably their IPL players won't be available. Yeah, there's still the test players. Ollie Pope um, will be in there, won't he? Yeah, probably just they've just got Pope at the moment, haven't they? Uh, well, so, Dan Lawrence as well now. Oh, Dan he's Lawrence. I don't know why he's gone. Sorry. Uh, well, I do know money, but um, yeah, it's just Pope. Uh, maybe they have a lot of England yeah. players. Maybe some of oh, they also got a lot of white ball players, players like your Currens and Roy's yeah. and um, and, and yeah. Chris Jordan and that. Reese Topley, Reese Topley, Reese Topley, Jamie Overton, Jamie Overton. He's an England player. Yeah, lest we forget. So's Craig, though. Don't forget Overton oh. versus Overton again. And I think the last time we played at Surrey in a Champo game, we did. We we should have. At least drawn it. We I might think. have won it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We might have Abel won. got 150, yeah. and then Steve Davis played a. We got out the second innings when he was really going. We we were well placed in the second innings with with um, mm-hmm. Tom Abel and, and James Hildreth going well, and then we lost lost a clump of wickets in the in the middle order. Uh, and but you know, but that we might have beaten them. So yeah, so we we always do seem to play well at, at Surrey. So who knows? Catch them cold, go top of the table, beat knots at home. Trip to New Road will beat them if it's dry. Essex at home will stuff them. And then Kent at home again. It's I never like playing a side twice in the first like six weeks of the season. I wish they could um do the fixtures so you know you had play everybody home and away in separate halves of the season, but anyway. Like that with uh, Lancashire this year. Yeah. Them home and away before uh, middle of May. I bet you wish we hadn't played them away, Gibbo. <laughs> oh, it was a trip. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Right. Anything more on the fixtures? And I think yeah, I, I, I tweeted out I give them a B plus. So I think yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I'd give them a I'd give them an alpha minus. I think, oh. I think it's, it's a bit better. Yeah, I'm I'm very happy with them. I think I, I know a lot of people want more championship cricket at the highest summer. Personally, my my focus is weekend cricket, and there's loads of weekend cricket this year. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think weekend cricket than any year in since at least 2017 for perhaps possibly longer. So, uh, yeah, very happy with them. Yeah, I, mean, I agree because because uh, you know it it could be glorious in May and it could be piddling it down in July. So you know, yeah. you'd never this get guarantees year, of good July weather. Great, wasn't it? Like, yeah. Happy days. So yeah, first uh, first cricket at uh, the Cooper Associates County Ground will be on Friday, April the nineteenth. Knots uh, at home in the Championship. Uh, there's one pre-season friendly playing Exeter Uni at Tottenham Vale on Sunday, March the thirty-first. Moving on, then. Sorry, Dan. More pre-season games will be scheduled. I expect probably away from home. Yeah, I think they have to be. Yeah. Right, so. It looked a bit sandy when I was there the other day. Did it look as bad as it 
did at not the start bad, of the season. Not as bad as last year, but there's a lot of sand down in front of the Ultrascopic uh, Pavilion, and it looks like they've they're either relaying the square or they've let the grass on the square grow really long, which may just be part of normal normal winter maintenance. But yeah, you know, apart from that, everything looked absolutely fine. Well, a man who will know is our new head uh, head of the ground staff, uh, replacing Scott Hawkins. Club announced today. Um, uh, Nick Pepper has uh, taken over as uh, as head groundsman. So uh, Nick Pepper, let's hope his pitches have a bit more spice in them. <laughs> oh, I've been working on that one all day. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, I mean, would would all joking aside, that would be his brief. Surely, get some more result pitches. Absolutely. Easy said than done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Do you, surely you'd have to do less work to get a result pitch than... I don't know. Oh, those bloody pitch inspectors will be uh, down from Lords. Um, some contract news then and thoughts here. Lewis Gregory, of course, signed his contract. I, I don't know who was worried about that. I certainly wasn't. Um, <laughs> never thought he was going to knots. Never thought those conversations were being had. Never thought that the Trent Rockets were... Uh, sliding in there trying to weasel uh, our Vitality Blast winning captain away from us but uh, Lewis has signed on for two years somebody else who's signed on are you going to come off your long run Gibbo Jake Ball that was uh, rumoured and was confirmed in the last uh, or whatever it was um, I remember saying well, to I you he, I just hope he proves me wrong and proves a lot of other people wrong and that he's he's not past it he's not injury prone and he's he will be Somerset's secret weapon can you put a tweet Although, out saying Jake Ball is hardly uh, Matt Henry or Peter Siddle and would struggle to get into a first choice I did county champ that. no but can you put that out because that that seems to be the uh, <laughs> the catalyst for for these players to come on and have uh, record breaking seasons for us so if you're just able to find that old tweet Cut and paste, Jake Ball in for Riley Rousseau. Uh, and uh, yeah. Well, I think I think Riley Rousseau's subsequent form in, in white ball cricket has rather justified my original opinion of him. He's only scored a run at all, anyway. Yeah, he scored about five million runs for Zinder Blast. That's what he, that's when it, when it well, mattered. Yeah, he did, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, he's a real, he was a shit or bust <laughs> cricketer. And fortunately for us, it, you know, we got the best of him. Fantastic. I remember, but I remember I asked you the question and say, would you be happy with Jake Ball and two other quality seam bowler signings? I mean, he is very much the like-for-like -like replacement for Jack Brooks in that senior experienced championship <laughs> seamer mould. Experience, underlying experience. Well, yeah, yeah but <laughs> I mean, there aren't a, ain't a lot of them knocking about. No, I know, but oh dear. Well, I'm sure he. I think he's better right. than. I think Jake Ball is better than no one, but I do wonder if there are other guys on the move who may have been better. You know, you should than, be you should be an agent, Dan. You should be. Your, is, Jake, is Jake Ball's agent here? Can I speak to Andy Hurry? Yeah. Hi, Sarge. He's, he's, he's better. better than no one. Yeah, he's better than no one. Sold. <laughs> what I mean is, I rather sign Jake Ball than sign no more seamers at all. I think we we needed someone clearly, but. If you look at the seamers that were available, you know, Pat Brown, uh, Dylan Pennington, Josh Tungle, all, all on the move, Mitchell Stanley as well, four Worcestershire players. There's other guys as well. Uh, Roland Jones is out of contract. Uh, there was someone who moved the other day. There are a few guys out there who are potentially better than Ball, maybe not as experienced, you know, but J Dylan Pennington, for example, he might have been a realistic signing, but he's not experienced, but he's probably a better bowler. He's so, good, I don't know, he's good Dylan Pennington, yeah. I'll yeah. tell you the one that got away was 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 Scotty Boland going to Durham. Mm -hmm. He would have been an ideal bowler for us. He's there for the whole season, isn't he? Mm. Uh, uh, up till the end of the blast, I think. So yeah. Oh, okay, blast. but uh, irrespective of that, he'd have he'd have been absolutely perfect for us. And it's the pitch hard, moves yeah, it both ways. Absolute ideal, beautiful. Well, I said when he took those, was it eight for seven or whatever he took in the Ashes a couple of years ago? He'd be a brilliant signing for us and. Yeah, he was obviously tackled for a county. We didn't, uh, we didn't get him to uh, sign on the dotted line, unfortunately. Oh, which is a shame. Um, so yeah, I think Jake Ball, Jake Ball's obviously a better bowler than his recent county stats have shown or show. Um, I just so, worried about his injury record yeah. as much as much. You know. But but I suppose if he is in that 
reserve, not playing every game, playing maybe one out of three, which you'd expect him to given the attack that we've got. You think maybe it's going to be what Aldridge, Overton, certainly early on in the season, Leach, Overton, Aldridge, they'll play in the all rounder slot, and Davey with Gregory and Abel and Lamanby to back up. You'd think he probably wouldn't be in the first choice 11 anyway. So if he's there as a as a solid backup to play maybe one out of three, one out of four, if we're not running him into the ground, then his injuries should hold up. They'd be rotating them, wouldn't they? As as, yeah. as last season. I mean, yeah, Craig goes, Craig goes just coming off a minor back operation as well. So you know, we got that done early. So we'll see. Um, we'll see what that was. Like, just to get a little bit of a bone spur out of there or something like that. But uh, yeah. Um, us will probably still sign an overseas pace bowler as well. That's yeah on our radar, I expect. The trouble is they come with they come with so many caveats. The overseas pace bowlers, the ones that are you know any uh, anywhere near international cricket, you know, as to how, how much they can bowl and under what circumstances and all the rest of it. It's um, what what we would could really do with is is a young and up up and coming Australian fast bowler that's still quite a long way away from the Australian team, who's just coming over really to to learn the game, and preferably for a, you know for a whole season or at least for most of the season, but you know they don't grow on trees. They don't, and you can bet your bottom dollar when they do become available. If they're available for a whole season, they can you know command quite a hefty price because they are available for the whole season you do have that consistency of uh, of selection bring back the good old days where we just get mushed back for a season job done oh dear gibbo right we'll move we'll move on then um somewhat more uh serious matters i guess dan i know you caught the uh youtube forum with um Gordon Hollins and Sir Michael Barber that was on a couple of weeks ago. Now, Gibbo, did you manage to catch that? No, I didn't. Know. I've only I've, I've read reports of it, but I, I I didn't see it. Was it Dan's live tweets you were you were reading? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Dan, I mean, yeah, obviously, yeah, we we both watched that. Um, I mean, the I suppose the headlines coming out of it really were that you know they keep they keep saying in in every single one of these that they do that the landscape of of cricket is changing and we uh we need to be going along with that we can't afford to um just be stubborn and reject it because we'll get left behind um they were very open to having a hundred franchise at taunton uh they address the issue of private equity in cricket with a an air of well we'll have to put it to the members first but you know they'd have to look at the offer and on a case-by-case basis kind of thing um so really i suppose it was it was the feeling i got out of it it was you know all cards are on the table kind of thing we just have to look at what comes along on a on a day-to-day basis and do what's best for the for the club yeah, I mean, I don't envy them because, you know, what some of the things they say are things that they feel they have to say, even though they know the members won't won't like it a lot of the time. Um, which is good, which is admirable, I guess, that. that, you you know, they're not going, no, yeah. we're Somerset, we'll never sell out, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I just wonder, when it comes to the 100, is there a position where we could have been more, taken more of a lead in terms of, getting all of the non-test counties involved. Not that I want some silly sort of first division, second division, 100, but we're very much looking to join the eight or so and become a ninth or tenth team rather than lift everyone else up as well. You know, are we are we um, basically trying to, you know, yeah, join the top table, leave the smaller count, the other smaller counties behind? Um, I just wonder if there's a way That's we could have been like that. That's you know? exactly what they're trying to do. They do not want to be bracketed with the also rounds. You know, Somerset's got big ambitions. Yeah. And should we be looking to be like there's no also rounds? We want everyone to be mm. at the top table. You know, they love the phrase top table. Well, I suppose yeah. If even if you went to, like you say, you expanded the first division of the hundred to ten teams, that leaves you with eight who are going to play what a second division of the hundred, or are they going to play? Just play a raw London Cup between eight teams. I mean, you know, what's how how's that well, how's that going to work? 
If we join Sorry, the Metro Bank uh, Cup. Well, no, it won't be the Metro Bank Cup next season. Oh, yeah, they're going Metro bust, Bank aren't they? Saturday. We've got our sponsorship back. See, that's what happens when you take our free One Day Cup sponsorship. Be warned, yeah. prospective One Day Cup sponsors. Um, I think if we... We've got to be careful about using the phrase join the 100 because it's not us joining 100, it's us hosting a 100 team or jointly a 100 team with Gloucestershire. But if we host a 100 team, there'll be a ninth team, maybe a 10th team if Durham get one as well. The question is then, yeah, so do we continue with the One Day Cup with another 24 or so players missing to the 100? You know, even more depleted One Day Cup. There'll surely be a point at which it's no longer worth it. And is that point reached once we have 10 teams in the 100 and even more players missing to it? I don't know. But if we then go to a second division of the 100 and everyone is playing the 100 in some form, what happens then to the blast? What happens to the One Day Cup? Does the One Day Cup get moved in a, to another part of the season? If so, what does that replace? Does it replace the blast? Because if they might come to a point where they say, "Well, we've got 18 teams playing in the hundred, therefore we don't need the blast anymore." But I don't really want to see so those, that. But those 18 teams aren't your 18 county teams, and the the pathway's not there. Yeah. You're not going to be excited about watching a James Rue or a Casey Aldridge make their debut. You're not going to feel that absolute mad raw passion. And excitement when your team wins that trophy on finals day, you know. They're not bothered. They're not bothered. No. It just seems to be a massive sunk cost fallacy with this that they're just ploughing on with the hundred when they, you just feel that they could just take a step back and say, right, okay, we've tried this. It's been de it's detrimental to the counties here, here, and here. Let's scrap it and come up with a new model. It might be franchise based. It might be eighteen counties based. No, it won't be. It'll be it'll be eight or ten franchise teams playing T20 cricket in three or four years' time. Yeah, four years, four, four or five years' time, something like that. And they may very well not be county teams. They'll be based much more on the the cities with which they're associated. I'm afraid, you know, the the uh, the agenda does not favour county cricket. County, the county basis is seen as outmoded. An awful lot of people in other parts of the country don't even know what county they're part of. Counties are very important in, in the west of England and probably in the north of England as well. Elsewhere, they don't really matter. And I'm afraid we don't feature very high on the ECB's list of uh, priorities. I think they've got a completely new model for English domestic cricket in mind. And counties don't feature on it other than, you know, in the same way that national counties do in the in the present cricket setup. How depressing. Well, if yeah. that's the case, all the counties should be saying all the counties should be saying to ECB, okay, we'll just rename ourselves because moving away from the counties doesn't mean we need to reduce the number of teams from eighteen. That's what the county should be saying. But we should be saying, okay, we'll we'll rename ourselves all I mean we won't. I don't think Somerset would do that, but you know, some of the other counties could just rename themselves. That that could be a way around it. That could be their way of saying, well no, hang on. Just because you don't think counties are relevant to people doesn't mean that we need to, you know, not exist anymore. There could still be a, you know, a Sussex team. They could just be called Brighton instead. That's the case that they need to be making. If, uh, if yeah, I mean, Warwick War War just did that, didn't they? It was called so the Birmingham Bears in in the in the blast. Okay, it's a yep. little bit annoying to some traditionalists, but at the end of the day, there's no substantive change going on there. They just rename themselves to make them. Uh, to give themselves a more broad appeal to you know the local population, done. Nice and easy. Um, yep. What are we going to call ourselves then? Then, <laughs> oh, Bristol, combination of Bristol and Taunton. Braunton. Now that'd get confusing, <laughs> wouldn't it? People put, Bra people put Braunton in their sat nav. It's good deck at Braunton. Good, I, well, I haven't played there for yeah, years, but it used yeah. to be very quick there. Mark Lathrow's yeah. own club, that Braunton. Um, Absolutely. Dave Bracegirdle kept wicket there to Viv Richards. Oh. Yeah. Was that a benefit game? Uh, yeah, it was, yeah. 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 I bowled 17 overs up at Broughton as a promising young leg spinner one year. Can't do that now, though. Now they restricted the overs. Took three for 54, I think. Something like yeah, that. Nice fast day. Yeah, I had my top spinners going. It was, it was good, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, enough about that. Um, yeah, I, I go back to my point about expanding the game. You know, there are 92 professional clubs in the Football League in the UK, or no, in England and Wales. 
why aren't we aiming for that? Why are we trying to reduce the amount of cricket professional cricket teams when we should be saying, hold on a minute, let's try and expand? What's the plan to have ninety two professional cricket teams? I just it's, read the stress report. The stress report is all about, you know, concentrating the, the, the best talent in you know, as uh, a group of probably eight or ten elite teams with the best playing the best, I think is how it's we describe backwards it. Attitude. Well, I know, but that, you know, yeah. I, I don't support any of this. Bollocks. Oh, yeah, I know, I know, I know. This is, this is the way that the agenda is going. I'm very depressed about about everything that's going on in, in English cricket at the moment. Yeah. That's two potential titles there, Gibber. I don't support any of this bollocks, and I'm very depressed about what's going on in English cricket at the moment. <laughs> anyway, should we move on to something a little bit more uh, uh, cheerful then? How about roll off at the World Cup, eh? What a what a player! <laughs> what a player! That game against South Africa. Oh, I tell you, I, I turn I turn my lap my uh, my email off and just sat watching him smash what was it about forty off twenty balls, and then bowled him to victory against South Africa. A couple of the catches he took as well. Just oh yeah, classic. Super roll off, and then uh, yeah, bowling Virat Kohli as well. The double yeah. fist bump. Things and that, and, and that catch, that catch that was given not out, and then what was it? A couple of overs mm. later, he took a took an identical yeah. identical one. I mean, it's just yeah. you couldn't make it. He's, Absolutely box he's office. Such a yeah, I think we love about Roloff. He just plays with so much passion, and you know when you got when you're following a side with that passion, you just want to see it reflected back at you. And and Roloff does that. And occasionally he does absolutely. He's an ordinary player who does extraordinary things. Yeah. Well, he's not an ordinary. Player. Well, no, he's but you know what I mean. You know, what I mean. he's not. Yeah, but, but I know what you mean. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. He will do. So, he will. He will just have three or four quite, and he'll just do something absolutely mad like that. You know, the flick, flick run out between the legs to run out a non-striker. I think it was against Middlesex a couple of years ago. The 165. The innings up at Gloucester. The Liam Livingston caught and bowled. That catch he took in the T Twenty World Cup a couple of years ago was performance. Yeah, just love him. Just love you, Roloff, and you're welcome to come on any time you like. Oh, we're cracking through it tonight. We've only got uh, uh, kind of notes and queries to to. Um... Oh, no, we need to, we need to answer the question. Oh, go on, that then. posed, which is, do we want Somerset to join the One Hundred either with or without Gloucestershire? And it's a very you know because we are. A lot of Somerset people have been very, very critical of the hundred. Well, but now we've been, we've been offered this carrot. You know, do you want to join it? And there are quite a lot of people in and around Somerset who are saying, "Yeah, we want some of that. We want some of that. Well, we I want think, to be in, boys, not out in the cold." I think Dan made now, the point that it's not Somerset joining the hundred, is it? It's having a hundred franchise based at Taunton, which is not representative of Somerset and. I presume it would be Gloucestershire players. It will be yeah. whoever we end up with from the draft. Absolutely. So Absolutely. we could potentially have no Somerset players in that team, and they could be visit. We, we could have, and you could have three in another team visiting Taunton. So you could yeah, quite quite feasibly be sat there going, "Oh well, I I support the. I'm supposed to support this team, and I'm supposed to cheer when Tom Abel gets out." And yeah. I suppose the or cheer I, when Craig over gets hit hits the set. Would you like to see? Would you like to see hundred ball cricket being played at Taunton? I. I would rather be on the train pissing out the window than running along the platform trying to piss into the window. To coin an analogy, I, I think that was on Brenda so Bird and Fortune about like, twenty years ago. I, I if it's if it is there, like if it is going to be this immovable monolithic bastard of a thing in the middle of the English summer and we are not going to be a part of it. If it is going to be stuck there for time immemorial we need to have our piece of the pie. I would yeah. much prefer it if the teams were regional based so we had an amalgam of Somerset and Gloucestershire players or at least a substantive core of Somerset and Gloucester players in that team. I suppose then it, it, it comes back to this argument I was thinking about this earlier today if you say right this Somerset team the West Country Warriors or whatever you want to call it down at Taunton is going to be Somerset and Gloucester players only then 
you, there could be some quite decent cricketers not in a hundred franchise who would get into another hundred franchise but can't because they aren't part of the correct region. You following me? So yeah, then that would I, cause I issues. Every hundred teams should be a combination of a couple of counties. I think that's the solution to that. Because um, technically, at the moment, all the hundred teams do technically represent one, two, or three counties. It's just that it's never really mentioned, and the hundred teams never really make any effort to reach out. We, we're technically represented by Welsh Fire, but obviously Welsh Fire very much pretend to just be the Welsh team. They don't try and be West Country as well. Um, but, but yeah, I think one of the solve that by by saying that three, four, however many players in the in the draft should be local players you know but i i i, I mean yeah. i think the hundred is is probably a distract i don't see the hundred lasting for more than another um up until the end of this current sky television deal at the at the most i think we'll go to t20 but i think it will be a limited number of t20 teams in the premier t20 league you know the the english equivalent of, of the ipl and i agree with you ships you know we need to be in there um in in, in whatever form it is we don't want to under country. protest under protest under protest yeah. absolutely you know i don't but i don't see there's any real option and if i was gordon hollins or um, sir michael barber that's that's and that i gather is you know, from what Dan was saying from the meeting, that's that's the way that they're looking as well. And I think I don't think we've got any other option other than to you know to try and and, and be in it and be there so that we're, whatever uh, system, whatever uh, format evolves from where we are now, Somerset and Gloucestershire are a big part of it. And I think every hundred should play a game at least one game every county ground should have 100 match every season I think you know we should if we get 100 team I would like it to be shared with Gloucestershire I certainly wouldn't want 100 team only at Gloucestershire we we should be sharing it be a couple of home games at Taunton a couple at Gloucestershire but the over invincible should play at least one game at Canterbury for example Trent Rocket should play a game or two at Leicester Derby every county ground should be having a 100 match every year I think there has to be some a bit more spreading of the benefits unfortunately yeah. I'd I don't know if the big counties are going to be happy to lose a match. Well, they, they won't. They won't. So the only and, way and, and, and the more, the more we yeah. talk about this... The... They'll expand the number of games played to do that. I think that's how they would do it. And, but the more we talk about this, the more add... we seem to be moving back to the model that we've already got with the Blast. No, well, yeah, are. I know. That's absolutely right. You, effectively, you've got a, you'll have a sort of two-division Blast. You'll have, the, you'll have the Premier League with the you know the top eight or, or nine or however many it may be and then you'll then you'll have the the others uh, but that's the best case you know the worst case is that these will be city-based franchises they won't be county-based franchises and the problem with us in taunton taunton is a town bristol is a city and if if we're not careful then the the, the west country warriors franchise will be based firmly at bristol and not at taunton and and you know, <laughs> I for one wouldn't be at all happy about that. Wow! Well, I mean, you say Taunton versus Bristol, but the capacities aren't as negligible yeah, difference. I know, and the ground is about half an hour away from the train station. It's a bugger to get to by car. Taunton's two minutes off the motorway and a five-minute walk off the train station. I know. I understand all of that, but there is a bigger agenda at work here which is city-based, attracting new audiences, women and children and all the rest of it, and they don't want the old-fashioned, fuddy-duddy counties to be part of it. You know, all of us old farts. But why, does being, uh, why does being in a city matter? Why does it have to be in a city? I'm just trying to understand. For a, for a new Because it's fan cool, Dan. TV, it's cool. If a new fan seeing a match from TV, West Country Warriors playing at Taunton, or West Country Warriors playing at Bristol, what difference will they actually notice? Because as you just said, Taunton and Bristol are similar sized grounds. I don't, I just try to, I don't understand why the ECB would be so insistent. Oh yeah, no, it has to be a city. All the matches have to be in cities, particularly when, as I said, the grounds are very similar sized, Taunton and Bristol. Well, I hope you're right. Hmm. It's not like the cities as well have, you know, there, there are women and children in the towns as well. And of course, 15 of the 18 counties 
These are based in cities, of course. It's only us, Northamptonshire and Durham, that actually have grounds in towns, if we're going for the actual definition of a city. Chelmsford is a city. Can we, just upgrade, to, to, the, the, can we just upgrade the church to a cathedral, then we become a city and it's a moot point? <laughs> just go along there with a bit of with, exactly. with some paint and just change it to St James's Cathedral, and then that's it, and it, we're a city then. Is that how it works? Yeah. So Derby and Leicester are pretty big places as well. They don't have any 100 games, and they've got very... You know, big diverse populations. There's no, it's no excuse not to have hundred games in Derby and Leicester. Trent Rockets should be playing there every year. Once, you know, a game, a game at Derby and a game at Leicester, as well as a couple of games at Nottingham. It should be, they should be spreading around. And I'm not advocating for the hundred here. I'm just saying that this is how the hundred should be if it really wants to meet its aim. Well, we want to, we want to forget about the bloody hundred and, and you know, it needs to be T20 cricket, whatever basis is on. Hundred ball cricket is just, you know, it, nobody else in the world plays it. Uh, it's not catching on uh, anywhere else. We might just as well play T20 cricket like the rest of the world does, which Absolutely. I'm sure is the way it will go. Which is, I'm, I'm sure it's the way it'll go. Well, we had a few uh, a few questions about that. Uh, yeah, so I hope hope that has uh, has answered your question, uh, uh, Toppers. Uh, hope you're well and uh, enjoyed your trip to India. And uh, yes, so the answer is yes, but under extreme protest. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Um, did you see that shirt that I found on the Somerset website, on the shop website? I put it on Twitter. You got to have a look at it. It's absolutely amazing. If you go onto the onto the shop bit of the Somerset website, it's a it's an absolute right. Peter Wonder special. I did see it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yes, 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 yeah, yes, 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 I don't just all buy yes. one and just go out on a piss one night for Christmas and I think they're it's amazing. <laughs> Still no Christmas jumper out though. Um oh, a bit of news that came out today. Uh James Root Shock won another award, player of the year for the uh uh the cricket writer oh, sorry, young player of the year, uh the Cricket Writers Club Award and uh Lauren Filer uh picked up the emerging player of the year at the same awards uh, there. So congratulations to uh uh, James and Lauren for those awards. Um, what's the difference between the emerging player and the young player? I, I might be wrong, but it, I had, only had a quick look. It seems that the young player is the men's one and emerging player is the women's one. I might be wrong there. All right, oh, fair dues. Could be. I don't um, know why, that's just what they could What else is coming up with that? Oh, there's, there, there's going to be a Legends Wall at Taunton, so register your interest for that. Um, you going to get a brick, Dan? <laughs> oh, uh, I wasn't going to pay for the. Uh, if, I, I don't know if you're joking about me actually being on the Legends Wall. No, I think you, I think they're obviously going to put like you know Botham and Marks and, and Richards and Garner and everybody on there. But I think you can buy your own brick as well. Um, right, yeah, that. yeah. Give up. I've got an idea. I think this could potentially be the only way you're going to build yourself a commentary box by buying about <laughs> yeah, six thousand bricks, brick brick. <laughs> just building it somewhere. Have you had any news on that? Because that, that's been keeping me up at night, your commentary situation no, for next season. No, I, haven't da- I, I haven't dared ask. Well, you've got, they've got an extra two weeks to get you sorted out this year, so you could have very true. Very a shed on pallet trucks. That's what you need, so they can move you about for the sky <laughs> cameras. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure Spencer's on the case now that his, uh, now that his leg's all better. Uh, what's, what else are we doing? We're off to Abu Dhabi for the pre-season tour, playing Essex, Warwickshire, Nottinghamshire and Yorkshire in March next year. Um, I've got the outfield, which we've kind of discussed. Uh, hopefully that will be on schedule. And the last thing I've got on my agenda is, are you picking James Rude to go to India for the test tour in, a what was it, six weeks or no. so times? Well, no, if, if, well, I don't know. Well, thanks, guys. Right, it's moving on then. Um, <laughs> no, I well, mean, well pro, pros and cons. I mean... Prosies, I, in the old days, when they took a reserve wicketkeeper, yes, I would. But these days, they don't tend to take a reserve wicketkeeper, and if the wicketkeeper gets injured, they get somebody out from England at short notice. So, yeah, I think he, you know, he deserves this. I, 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 he's still quite young, though. He's not even twenty yet. He's, uh, you know, I don't think I don't think we want to. Push him through just to just to uh, give give him a bit more experience under his belt, not drop him in the deep end like poor old Mark Lathwell was back back along and ruined his career. So, not that um, James Rue is a completely different character to uh, to Mark Lathwell, much more resilient, much more much older head on on young shoulders. But I still think you know, just give him a couple more years really to learn the game. 
but I'm sure he'll play for England. Yeah, sooner rather than later. Right. Is I mean, I I was I was thinking he would have been an outside bet to go on the tour that's going to go off to the West Indies in a week or so's time for the for the fifty over side there because he's obviously scored a couple of one day cup hundreds. His game mm. to me seems pretty well suited for 50 over cricket in that he's very methodical he knows he bats at his own tempo but that tempo is generally what the game is demanding um, which is what we weren't really able to do or England were able to do in the World Cup that's just gone so that for me I think would possibly be his his best chance of getting to wear the three lines sooner rather than later Given that you know they are, are now obviously looking to build to the twenty twenty seven World Cup, no, I agree. I think Tom Abel was very very well suited to fifty over cricket as well, because you know very very correct. He can, he can yeah. play both ways. You know he can he can work it around, and then if needs be, he can put the afterburners on and score very quickly. Well, I don't. I I, I can't. I couldn't have Tom Abel. I mean, he hasn't, he hasn't scored any runs in fifty over cricket for about four years now, has he really? <laughs> oh, let's be honest about it. Yeah, when he was picked for the uh, England squad to go to, I know, uh, was, I know, I know. Sri Lanka. I was making a joke about the, uh, yeah, the still... fifty-over cricket yeah, yeah, yeah. give-out, yeah. but yeah, that that was that... especially the problem England going forward that they just won't be able to assess players in fifty-over cricket because we are not, we're not playing at yeah. a high level at county level, so and some aren't playing it at all. I mean, Will Speed, for example. I mean, no, he's obviously a you know. But... That goes for that goes for the Australians as well. They don't play any any domestic fifty over cricket, don't they? I thought was it the Mercantile Bank? That's probably about twenty years out of date now. I thought that was their fifty over competition. I'm sure there was a fifty over domestic. Nobody nobody plays fifty over cricket around the world these days. It's very strange that the World Cup should still be in fifty over format. Mm. Still so the best format team though. Team. I mean that, that Maxwell innings. You'll never things it's too formulaic. Too formulaic. I know, but then you get you get games I there are some much more memorable fifty over. Yeah, but you compare that to the number of memorable twenty over games. The fifty over game will give you some absolute classics, whereas I don't think a twenty over game ever would. Oh, you do, yeah, you do in twenty over cricket. And if you're going, you know, if you're going to go for hit and give cricket, you might just as well, you know, go all the way. Yeah. The, although the alternative would be forty over cricket, mm. which those of us of a certain vintage used to enjoy quite a lot. Every Sunday, Sunday afternoon, afternoon. whatever happened to that? Yeah, yeah. When I. When I first started watching Somerset, it was the CB40, and yeah, I loved 40 over cricket back then. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was it, cause it fit so nicely into an afternoon. Um, Absolutely. And if we, yeah, I think there's definitely a possibility that the ICC does move towards 40 over cricket. Hmm. I could see it domestically, but not international level. Shall we do some listeners' questions then? We've all, see, we put you first, Toppers, because you are uh, hold a special place as our, as our unofficial nemesis. Uh, we put you before the hoi polloi. Apologies for calling you guys hoi polloi. Uh, AK Sport says, How concerning that as a non-test ground, with all the county moves going on at the moment, that it seems test match ground counties in Division 1 are strengthening, mentioning no names knots, whereas we've stayed pretty stagnant with an ageing bowling lineup with no Henry next season currently. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very concerning, AK. Very concerning. Uh, Baza has no interest in the 100 regardless of uh, where it's played um, Somerset Cricket Museum I presume that's Mike Unwin who's uh, tweeted us from the wrong account Fixtualist, thumbs up or thumbs down oh, thumbs up for me thumbs up, yeah. um, Neil B at Big Badders are you worried about the longer term future of Somerset as a club in its current guise <laughs> yes mm. very I already covered that I think I think yes but uh, the same amount as I'd be not as worried as I'd be if I was a member of a I don't want to say lesser county but you kind of know a division, sort of division 2 you'll know what you mean <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, Andy Cleave says, any rumours of new incomings? Sorry, Andy. I mean, Andy was my source for Jake Ball, so if you have got any more rumours, Andy, do let me know. Uh, again, makes the point that bowlers, age, bowlers are ageing and definitely the area we need to strengthen. How likely is a return to Somerset for Matt Henry next season on a scale of 1 to 10? Five. Five and a half. <laughs> Say ten, Dan. Make I, us all feel just, better. I think, he might, I think he might play a few games, but but I don't think it'll be more than a few. Given you know, it'll almost certainly be in the IPL. You'll certainly be in in the T Twenty World Cup, and then it doesn't yeah. it doesn't mean much for the rest of the season. In all the, I, all the IPL stuff's gone on at the moment, isn't it? I don't really follow it, but I've seen the odd tweet. Here and there about IPL That's drafts. It's retention. The auction is sometime in December, so we'll know then if Henry's likely to be in the IPL. We will await that with bated breath. Uh, Andy Cleave also says a thoughts on private equity slash investment into county cricket. My initial thought on investment is there is a phrase called return on investment. So if you're mm. putting a load of money in, you're going to want a load of money and a little bit more out. But again, you know, we're not very well placed in Taunton to attract big investment. Uh, Bristol could be a much more attractive venue, you know, with the likes of Jim Ratcliffe and co. There's a lot more money swilling around in Bristol than there is in Taunton. So again, it's a bit of a. I don't know. A few of the, few of the people in that those flats must have a few quid, Gibble. They're not cheap, so you know, you could whip round and. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, Matthew says, what are the realistic expectations for next season? Could we do the treble? Uh, well, I think given our one-day cup form over the last few years, I think the treble's definitely off the cards. Um, I think the blast is the most likely. Definitely. Again. And I I think, you know... I think if we stay up in, the, in Division 1 in the Championship, that'll be a good season. Well, I think if we, I mean, we've cocked it up the last few seasons by just being completely abysmal in our first two or three championship games. And if we can right that wrong, then potentially, you know, we could be, we could be up there. Yeah, but you, you, everybody's been saying all the listeners' questions, you know, about the bowling attack. It's only November, Gibbo. There's still plenty of time. Still plenty of time. Win matches. I think, I think if, if everything goes right with the bowling attack, if Craig Overton is fit for the whole season and doesn't get put for England, if Davies hit fit for the whole season, if Gregory has another good year like he had this year, we sign a really good overseas yeah. bowler, Nietzsche's available for a good portion of the season, Jake Ball is good, hopefully. You know, he's played for England before. If he if he proves us all wrong, Bashir that, will be another year so, in as well and a little bit better. So, yeah. So if that you know, if the bowling attack is as good as it could be, and the batting plays to its potentials, I think we all agree that the batting lineup on paper is pretty good, and it's better than it has been in times previous years. Then you never know. I mean, 20, uh, 2018, we came into the season having survived by the skin of our teeth the previous year. Then we went on to challenge Surrey for the whole season, and you know, finished second. So you never know if we have a good start. That we're well, was we, won we were a fairly game. distant second, Dan, a distant second in twenty eighteen. In the end, but in the end, but we were challenging for a lot of the season. It was only that tie with Lancashire when we actually when we fell away. I think that was, uh, until then we were properly challenged. Yeah. Um, Bagster writes: The club have alluded to a West Country hundred franchise. Thoughts on this? Is it inevitable? Will Somerset players stay and play for it, or still be dotted around the country, or should we be staying strong and opposing the competition, given its effect on smaller clubs? Oh, well, I think I the think staying strong bit is is swimming against the tide. Um, I think we oppose it. Well, I think we oppose the principle, but you know, if it's going to be there, got to be on the train, haven't you? Got to be in it, yeah. Uh, Alex, would, yes, oh, sorry, Dan. I was going to say I would kind of support it on the condition that all of the clubs get a get get to host a game or two. I think, and I'm not saying I want there to be 1800 teams but I think if we get to host a couple of games and Bristol gets to host a couple of games West Country Warriors or whatever I think every other county including Leicestershire Derbyshire Sussex etc they should host a game or two from their local you know local in quote marks 100 team as well I think every county should host something and should we copyright West Country Warriors because we seem to have mentioned it about five or six times tonight <laughs> and you know it's, I think it's a good name so maybe we just want to yeah. get something 
something legal to make sure the ECB can't steal it off as we make a few quid out of it. Um, Alex, tongue-in-cheek, says, how will you feel when Elon Musk buys Somerset as part of the ECB's desire for private investment? Uh, it goes on to make the point that Somerset often do pre-season in Abu Dhabi, as indeed they're going to do in 2024. Would you like them to play a pre-season game at La Manga Cricket Ground? Uh, I think that's in Spain as well. Mm -hmm. Slash instead would be a great long weekend for supporters. I think that's yeah. a bloody good, good idea. idea. Good idea, yeah. Whether they'd yeah. fancy the, the, the hopping around from La Manga to Abu Dhabi, I don't know. I mean, presumably... If they, used to go to, they used to go to La Manga, didn't they? Well, presumably, if La Manga was a realistic option for them, they'd go there, or you know, two hours on EasyJet rather than you know, fourteen hours or whatever it is out to Abu Dhabi. So maybe it's just not a realistic. Maybe the facilities there aren't up to scratch for professional yeah, cricket. I, Who knows? I'm guessing, I'm guessing it's a facilities thing and pitches and stuff. I suspect they're better in Dubai and Abu Dhabi. That's my assumption. Uh, Chris Payne says, "Which franchise tournaments are you excited to see over the winter period, Gibbo?" Um, well, Tom Abel is playing in the SA20. So he is. Along, I think he's in the same the team SA20. as Roloff, isn't he? I the, suspect Roloff and the Mervis as well. The orange ones? I can't TK, remember what they're called. TKC, is he playing there? He probably will be. I know TKC's yeah, in the Abu Dhabi T10, which starts tomorrow. Gibbo, your favourite tournament? <laughs> um, TKC, Banton and Roloff, at least, are in the Abu Dhabi T10. Possibly oh, others. I, oh, I... Those I started yeah. watching the draft um, and I was gonna make I was gonna try and keep an eye on it and get everybody, but it just goes on for so bloody long. You, it's actually a draft. I don't know. I, I've just it was a draft. Them. Yeah, it's like they, somebody somebody picks a player and then they give the next team about three hours to decide who their next pick's gonna be, <laughs> and then they interview the multi-billionaire that's oh, running yeah. it, and then this goes on and on. Um, but yeah. There will always be some franchise cricket on, so I just watch it as and when. I don't think I'm going to be particularly uh, uh, emotionally attached to any of them. Dan, if you're able just to do a spreadsheet calendar of who's playing when, that'd be much appreciated. Or should we do, do, yeah, should we do, do a tournament each? Um, and Harry Hayden uh, finally says, any news on when our new CEO will be appointed and odds on who it might be? I've certainly not heard um, anything. Tongue in cheek, I went three to one on track to well, seven to four. Peter won as five to one Stumpy and ten thousand to one Don Topley. Um, was it March? Gordon's off. Is that his three years up? Is it March? Yeah, March. Yeah. March. yeah. So presumably they'll announce it in advance of March, and it'll be in place immediately after Collins leaves. I'm guessing the new year. Perhaps, perhaps Richard Gould. Perhaps Richard Gould would like to come back. Maybe. Gordon said, might have a change of heart. You never know. Yeah. Peter Wallace might ditch the NSPCC. <laughs> right. I think we're done. Well, I think we're done. What have we done there? Just we about are. an hour. Perfect timing. I've done everything on my list in my scrapbook, which I'm going to keep. I'm going to keep notes in this. And I don't know. I'll tell you what. Given that we're inevitably going to win the county championship this year, and the last time somebody one of our number wrote a season's diary we ended up winning a trophy should we do a book this year do a game each <laughs> what, we, what do you want us, want, us, want us to do you know your book Somerset Summer oh yeah, so yeah you've yeah, obviously yeah. started writing that we won a trophy well I've started it before we won a trophy I started the start exactly the so it was it was you know it was a, a, yeah, a it an was, omen not yeah, an omen I, have, uh, I was what, full of confidence we would win something there you go well, I, well we'll look at the fixtures we'll pick a game each and we'll just write about whatever we like and then we'll put it all together at the end of the season after we won the championship yeah alright yeah, alright we'll have a look at that oh shit I've got to write a bloody book now well a bit of it anyway uh, can we think of a good title oh let's think about a title for next week um, so yeah so that'll be in your uh, stockings for stocking fillers for Christmas 2024 <laughs> our, our unofficial Somerset annual write about whatever you like and we'll call it all together happy days right that's it we're done then pretty sure we're done um who's doing the christmas quiz this year dan did i win it last year you won it yeah oh shit i've got that means i gotta do the question he's already stole my question about um how many players play for somerset and name them all oh sorry you could do like in the county championship or something well i did i did think of a good question but i've forgotten what it was 
No, I still can't remember what it was. All right, I have to sit. I have to sit and listen to last year's to remember the format and then do the questions. Um, yeah, and we'll book a date in for that and have a good old fashioned Christmas quiz. And I want to see everybody wearing their brand new um, Somerset Hawaiian shirts as officially endorsed by President Peace of Wonders. <laughs> or maybe that could be the booby prize. I, I, as soon as I saw it, I messaged Hannah. Said, "Oh, would you? Would you? What do you think if you?" Uh, yeah, we went out in public wearing this, and she just went "fuck off." I was like, "Right, fair enough." <laughs> right. Anyway, dropping an f bomb. I do. I need to put a parental advisory explicit lyrics on this. I don't think so. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you uh, in a few weeks for our Christmas quiz. Ta-ra. Yeah. Thanks, chips. <laughs>